Hey everybody, this episode of the Cloudcast is sponsored by PagerDuty. PagerDuty is the hub of your IT operations and their new advanced analytics ensure that the right folks are alerted at the right time to increase uptime. PagerDuty's filtering and deduplication eliminate the noise and help you identify common problems before they impact your customers. No more false alarms at 2 a.m. And now, multiple team members can seamlessly share on-call duty. To sign up for a free 14-day trial, visit pagerduty.com slash the cloudcast. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to yet another episode of the Cloudcast, coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Just myself today, Aaron is off doing work stuff and traveling somewhere around the world. You know, what we're finding more and more is, you know, we haven't tried to turn this into a Docker show, but boy, the, the industry is, is doing amazing things, and, and every week we turn around and somebody's kicked off a new project around Docker, whether it's about networking, about stateful applications, and in a lot of cases, some very, very cool things about how to manage it and deploy and so forth. So today we're very lucky. Um, today we've got Andrew Kennedy, who is the sort of software creator um, and, and senior software engineer from CloudSoft. Andrew, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Hi. 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 Good to be here. You are, uh, you're coming to us from somewhere in the UK, correct? Uh, yeah, we're based in Edinburgh in Scotland. And in a tech incubator here called Codebase. Very cool, very cool. Our first, our first guest from from Scotland in particular. So, um, so first off, before we get into Clocker, uh, and we'll we'll get into that in, in pretty good depth. Give us a little bit of your background, both in terms of as a as a developer and architect, and then a little bit about um, you know what what CloudSoft does at a high level. All right. Um, well, I started off not as a software engineer, but in the security engineering world um, doing penetration testing and security for banks and that kind of led me towards development and instead of breaking the software started to build it so I've been doing that for a while and getting into open source development as well working the Apache Foundation on several of their projects and now working for CloudSoft doing cloud and open source work there and, and CloudSoft is sort of a, a little bit of a unique company. They're sort of a more modern company where it's a new startup. Um, to some extent, you guys are doing development, but as, as a lot of the companies do around open source, there's also a decent amount of consulting and, and custom work that's being done. So it's, uh, it's always interesting to us, us to see how the, the things have evolved from sort of vendor-specific dominated technology to where innovation's coming from companies with all sorts of business models and community involvement and stuff. So very, very cool there. So let's, let's, let's jump right into Docker. You're obviously um, heavily involved uh, in, in everything from the creation, but at a high level, what, what is Clocker um, and what's, what, what functionally, what is it, what is it doing and what's, what are the pieces that are involved? Right. Well, Clocker, it's a couple of things and, I guess to explain what Clocker is, I need to start with Brooklyn, which yep. is that that's the main CloudSoft product. I mean, as you said, we're kind of we're an open source firm and we also do consultancy around that and we, we have a commercial version. So Brooklyn is our open source product. 
product. It's part of the Apache Foundation. We recently donated it there, so we're in the incubator. And what Brooklyn does is application management in the cloud, so controlling applications, monitoring them, starting them, stopping them across any kind of cloud infrastructure. Essentially, Clocker is two things. It's a, it's an application for Brooklyn, and it's also a way of allowing Brooklyn to use not just the cloud but Docker in the cloud. Okay, so we've got we've got Docker, which people are are becoming more and more familiar with providing, you know, Linux-based container infrastructure and and all of the the, the way to manage that. Brooklyn now provides more of an application framework and a deployment framework. And then there's there's kind of a third part of this too in terms of uh, Apache JClouds for interacting with multiple types of clouds, correct? Yeah, that's right. So we can talk to pretty much any cloud endpoint using JClouds. It, it makes us cloud provider agnostic, so we can use anything from soft layer to EC2 to private on-prem OpenStack. And this is all using JClouds to provision virtual machines and run software on there defined using Brooklyn application blueprints. But Clocker lets us go a step further there, and we deploy Docker onto these virtual machines. So we're now running applications not just in VMs, but in containers spread across a fabric of virtual machines in the cloud. So we're adding that extra capability to Docker, giving it network capability, letting it run in the cloud across multiple hosts, which is it's something that Docker doesn't do very well out of the box. It's a, you know, it's a capability that people needed, and, and we, we found we had to add that using Brooklyn. So let's talk about Brooklyn a little bit. Um, I know for myself, the first time I... So I've known uh, Duncan, who's your sort of CEO for a while. Um, the first time I heard about the Brooklyn project was when Clocker got announced um, a couple of weeks or months ago. Talk about Brooklyn. Kind of what was the what was the, the the original idea? What sort of problem did you are you trying to solve that didn't really exist or you didn't feel like was well solved um, before? Ah, right. So. We, we had uh, a product called Monterey that we wanted to deploy in the cloud and then take advantage of, um, well, with, with Amazon EC2, you have features like elastic scalability, but we wanted to use features like that across any cloud. So Brooklyn led us, it, it was a mechanism to allow us to write policies to enable autonomic scaling and automatic scaling of application architectures anywhere in the cloud. So we can take an app with, say, a cluster of web servers or a cluster of couch-based nodes, and we can scale that cluster up and down based on various bits of data. We call them sensors that tell us how that application is performing. You know, is it too hot? Is the latency too high? Um, is the, the queue backing up? We can scale up and down, um, we can replace failed nodes, start a new server, that kind of thing, and do it all automatically using Brooklyn policies. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about kind of digging into this. So, you know, th- th- there are tools that, that, you know, will pull bits together, will pull files together to do deployments, but, um, you know, what you've done with Clocker is it sort of takes that intelligence to a much broader level, like, Let's talk about things like 
placement uh, placement strategies, how you manage capacity and so forth. What's what's really going on um, sort of under the covers in the engine that, that makes this really intelligent and really powerful? Right. What we want to do with Clocker is a bit more control over the way your Docker containers are used. So if I've got an app, got a couple of services, and they're running in containers, normally if I've got Docker on my laptop or on a single host, I just add another container, start the service in there, and that's basically all I can do. So Clocker has a concept called a, a placement strategy that allows me to intelligently choose which host I put the container on, and I, I think I think where you're kind of going is it's a it's a sense of so we, we've got a lot of listeners who maybe some sometimes come from like a VMware type of background where there's a sense of affinity and sort of advanced schedulers. Is that you're trying to look at the the entire environment as a whole, have a sense of uh, performance capacity where there's hotspots and, and trying to intelligently make placements on a broader scale, correct? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. So if I have an application which has a database component and a web component, and those two need to be co-located for ease of network access for locality, then I can have a, a strategy that says these two containers have to run on the same Docker host. Or perhaps I want to make full use of the resources that are out there, so I could have a strategy that does packing of containers or this container needs two gigabytes this one needs 64 so i've got to find a host that's got 64 gig available or i've got to find a host that has at least two gigabytes available or perhaps i'm doing it with cpu cores or again perhaps i have a a a strategy that looks for hosts that don't have very much going on that the cpu usage is currently low so i'm not overloading my, my network my current set of resources so yeah adding that intelligence to the way that i i set out my application in containers okay now there's some other projects that are going on that are uh, i guess to some extent are similar in terms of schedulers is this similar to something like google's kubernetes or is this kind of solving things at more of an application level or is they are they somewhat i don't know um um helpful to each other at at a base level we're doing a similar type of thing to kubernetes but on top of that we have the the brooklyn control plane giving us these autonomic policies to do scaling and we have the cloud agnostic part of that so what, what you have to remember is that clocker as well as doing things with containers is also it's the applications are part of the the Brooklyn infrastructure, so we can have virtual machines in the mix as well. And we're, you know, we're not restricted to purely a Docker infrastructure. We can build a mix gotcha. there in our applications. Okay. Yeah. So that that piece is very very powerful because it's it's very rare that you're going to find a, a customer or an environment that is completely greenfield or completely sort of uh, homogeneous in terms of the underlying technology. You're going to have you're going to have Docker, you're going to have bare metal, you're going to have virtual machines, you're going to want internal resources, private mm. and, and external. So, okay, so that, that makes a lot of sense and, and that makes it very, very powerful. Now, you know, as you, as you know, working around the Docker community and the Apache community, there's 
projects that are starting up all the time. There's, uh, you know, Weave for networking. There's, uh, uh, you know, companies that are that are spinning stuff out. How do you, as you're looking at the roadmap for this, or as you're thinking about, you know, where do I build interfaces to be able to interface with other projects? How are you thinking about that? Because there's just so much that's popping up and going on, and you know, networking and security and um, what, what's the what's the general thinking in terms of how far Clocker should go and how far you should, you know, try and interact with other projects? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that that's one of the things about Docker is the popularity. There, there are the ecosystem is huge, and you know, I'm having to look at new projects all the time. Now, one of the things we're trying to do with Clocker is to bring together the kind of uh, sort of best of breed set of other components that work in the Docker infrastructure. So you, you mentioned Weave there. We've been looking at software networking because although you know, we, we bring applications to multiple Docker hosts, but that's not something that Docker on its own can with. So we need some kind of networking across those hosts. We need software-defined networking there. So Weave came into the picture. We looked at that. Uh, we're now that into the latest version of Clocker that's in the latest snapshot release and that gives us a very nice user-defined user space network capability allowing much more complicated applications to be deployed because they can behave as though they own a private network of their own spread across multiple hosts but still inside Docker containers. Um, and, and we're doing the same, we're looking at other services and applications. There's Flocker, for instance, which does um, storage across Docker containers using ZFS and you know lots of things popping up. We're looking at Fig as well, um, you know, the Docker's own orchestration layer, looking at ways to incorporate that. Um, and just trying to keep abreast of the latest advances in the, the Docker ecosystem. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it, it's it I think I just talked about it, but it's sort of dawning on me now that I think about it. It's, you know, I was, I was going to ask you, you know, what do you do for environments that that don't run or have sort of native Docker support today? So, you know, you mentioned OpenStack kind of has some incubating stuff, but there's there's not native Docker in Nova or something like AWS, which, yes, I guess you could run Docker inside of a Linux VM, but it's not a native service like mm. DigitalOcean. But but because you guys aren't exclusive to Docker containers, you can run across multiple, you can orchestrate multiple clouds. That's that's the way that you allow people to, to sort of mix and match those those technologies, yeah. correct? Okay, yeah. Exactly, and, and we can use, so if you've got an on-premises OpenStack, then we can use VMs in that OpenStack, and Clocker will also deploy the Docker engine to VMs that are provisioned in that local OpenStack environment and turn it into um a, a Docker cloud, if you like, and we can do that to bare metal, to EC2, to you know, pretty much anything that JCloud supports. We can turn into a Docker cloud. Gotcha, and that and that lets you sort of take advantage, maybe some more mature things. So we talked about Weave for SDN, but you know, there's lots of maybe more mature ways to do networking or more mature ways to do storage or you know, file or something. You're not restricted by kind of whatever's incubating in the Apache Foundation. Um, no, we can plug into yeah other things that are there. Yeah, 
and certainly you know, if if there's support in Brooklyn for it, then Cocker can use that. And we're we're constantly trying to develop support for both new technologies and ways of integrating with existing more more mature technology stacks. Okay. Now, one of the one of the interesting things that sort of evolved out of out of Docker has become the Docker Registry, Docker Hub. Um, there's other marketplaces. How do how do you guys play in that so that people can build um, you know, automation that lets them go out and make sure they're always getting the, the, the newest bits or they're, they're able to integrate for continuous delivery and, and continuous integration? Right. The two ways that you can deploy an app to Cocker, um, the first would be Brooklyn uses the Oasis camp specification, which is a way of writing a YAML file that describes set of services, each of which would then be deployed to a container. So the service would be a Tomcat, a Cassandra node, a Couchbase, um, a RabbitMQ node, that kind of thing. Okay, so, so like a, I mean, that, that's kind of what they call blueprints. It's, you know, how do I put them together? It. What pieces do I gotcha? Yep. Yeah. So blueprints could be composed of Brooklyn entities, or we can also use already existing Docker files and Docker images, and those Docker files or images can come from, um, at the moment, the Docker Hub, you check out um, check out the Docker library GitHub repo and use them from there, and we're looking at a fuller integration with the Docker Hub repository with other repos like key.io, um, Artifactory. Um, at the moment, we use a JCloud's Labs driver for Docker, and we're building in support in the next version of that for Docker Hub access to allow us to push and pull the latest versions of these um, application definitions and just use them automatically in Blueprints. Okay. Okay. Now, if you if you go out to, and I'll, I'll put links in the show notes to this, if you go out to the CloudSoft page, there's um, some nice blogs that talk to you about how you can run this locally on your laptop. Um, the code's obviously out on GitHub. Are there are there other places, um, cloud providers or or others, um, where if somebody wants to, to go play with this, trial it out, is there online sort of versions of of, uh, of Clocker in Brooklyn that people can go play with simulators, or is is it still you know run it locally or run it you know kind of set it up yourself? Um, at the moment, we're at that stage, yeah. So it's currently at version 0.7 snapshot. So it's a, it's a pre 1.0 thing at the moment, but it's out there. You could download it or clone it from GitHub and then run it against pretty much any cloud of your choice or locally on your laptop to test it out. And we'll be pushing out a, a new release with the latest Weave support and so on baked in. So to make that getting started, that first contact experience a bit smoother and easier for, for end users. So that's something we're always trying to do and trying to improve. Sure. I think at the moment you, we've got a getting started video on, on the website that people can look at if they want to check the code out and get started there. Okay. Very, very cool. Now, <clears throat> I know there, another thing that I'll have linked in the show notes is um, you, you're, you, you've been giving some talks, obviously, um, around around the UK and, and in other places. Where are you seeing the community building up around uh, Brooklyn, around 
you know, some things around Clocker. Like, if people want to go to their local meetup or one of the the more uh, the larger conferences, LinuxCon, ApacheCon, where are you going to see people gathering and, and talking about this uh, in the near future? Um, well, I'm going to be speaking at ApacheCon, and well, the reason for that is that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Brooklyn is now part of the Apache Incubator. So we're, we're trying to build community around Brooklyn um, in the Apache with the Apache Foundation. So we'll, hopefully we'll find people there that are interested in that and get them interested not just in Brooklyn but in Clocker and other contributed projects as well. Gotcha. And as well as that, there's your local Docker meetups, and you know that that's a great place to find people who are working on similar projects and um yeah get some community going there as well okay are, are you seeing i mean obviously this is still fairly new uh you know would be probably deemed late alpha beta and so forth are, are you seeing any early cloudsoft customers or people that you've met through the community that are sort of pushing the technology into into real deployments or, or you know, um, sort of unique problems they're solving uh, yeah, we are. Although, as you say, it's it's still early stages. We do have some enterprise customers, and Brooklyn itself has several enterprise enterprises running it already in production. And in fact, Clocker itself, we're looking to get our first production deployment going in the next month um, with a company called Push Technology. So that that's quite exciting, actually, getting it out there and getting it used in the real world. And what are the what are the big pieces of feedback that that people are asking you to you know not not so much the nitpicky stuff but the big things where they're going uh, you know I'd love to see it go in this direction or that direction. Um, well, I think one of the features that was asked for was Weave, or well, rather making it easier to run more complex applications in Docker. So that that was the the reason for us looking at Weave and then integrating that so that. Um, applications like Couchbase that use Erlang and have complicated port mapping scenarios so we can use SDN to simplify the deployment of these these apps into uh, Docker infrastructure. Okay. Yeah, and, and that and that stuff is is really powerful because I, I know it's it's easy for folks to say uh, you know run a web server, run an Nginx host, run a whatever, but when you get into the more complicated ones and you have to stitch them together and, and get the networking right and figure out where to put security yeah. boundaries. That's when uh, Brooklyn becomes really powerful because you want to be able to describe it so that you can do it repeatedly, run it from, you know, d- test to dev to production and all those sort of things. And it's not sort, sort of local knowledge in somebody's head. So that that's a, that's a huge step forward, I think, for, for this community. Yeah, and the automation, so being able to spin up not just a series of Docker engines running in the cloud, but also adding that SDN layer yep. automatically so that I don't need to, when I'm deploying my app, I don't need to worry about the nuts and bolts of defining an SDN, defining this Docker infrastructure and setting up the networking. I can just describe it once in my blueprint and, and off I go. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, you know, we're getting, you know, sort of close to, to, to the end of our time. And this has been, this has been really fascinating. It's, you know, the thing we always tell folks is we, we try and introduce them to um, either really smart people or really cool new technology. And, and the nice thing is nowadays with things on GitHub, with, with things easy to go get, you know, folks can go play with it. What's, what have you found from your experience with early adopters, early customers? Is there any, 
any sort of knowledge they should have ahead of time that's that's kind of unique to to Docker or or to Clocker? Um, is it anything that you find is sort of if they can get over that first hump makes the experience much better? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think well, being used to the the idea of DevOps so that. Um, developers can actually do the operational side so that developers are starting to use the cloud to provision machines. So being used to that, um, being familiar with the idea of cloud environments and setting up not just your app, but the infrastructure as well, I think that's important. And, you know, that, that's, in fact, that's what Brooklyn is there to simplify. So if you, if you understand the, the concepts behind that, then it'll make it easier to get into the idea of provisioning both the infrastructure and the app at the same time with a single blueprint. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes, that makes a ton of sense. And I think, yeah, people are, people are trying to figure out what that line is between dev and ops and how do you, how do you make them coexist or make this, make a system that's, that's much more fluid than, than sort of siloed. So, Mm -hmm. This has been this has been fascinating. We're going to put a ton of show notes in for people to, to go take a look at stuff. And Andrew's provided us kind of a lot of the background in here. Um, you're obviously you said you're speaking at Apache Con. Um, where else, if folks want to engage around Clocker or around you know with with the CloudSoft team, where's where's your team going to be at? What's the best way to engage with you guys? And and what do you find is is the best way to engage with customers or community members? Um. Well, we've obviously got the GitHub repos, so there is the, the Clocker repo and, of course, Brooklyn on the Apache repositories. Um, as well as that, we're usually on IRC, on Brooklyn Central, uh, an IRC channel, so you find us there. And, yeah, at local meetups, if you want to meet us in person, it'll be at the, the Docker meetup in Edinburgh, for instance. Okay, very cool. Well, listen, um, thank you very much for being on the show. This is, this is again, very cool stuff, and it's nice to see that it's not just like sort of one specific project. It's, it's, it's looked at as a, um, you know, more of, a, more of a solution, if you will, in terms of there's an application component, there's multiple clouds. It's solving some of those harder problems. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, folks, as always, um, you know, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Hit us up on uh, on Twitter. Um, leave us a review. Send us your feedback. Um, you know, for Aaron being out and for Andrew, thank you so much for being on today. And uh, folks, yeah. have a great day. Appreciate you being on and, and have a great weekend. Too.